Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the August 31st, Thursday, reading of the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. Cemetery Team, Plut, All Red, Preserve History, written by Pat Hill. Swiss Chalet Restaurant, Under Contract, written by Pat Hill. Spot, Near Victor, Named Third Best Spot in U.S. for Glamping, written by Doug Fitzgerald. Driver caught at 139 miles per hour near Colorado Springs provides typical excuse, officials say, written by Spencer McKee. And following up with miscellaneous articles. Our first article is entitled Cemetery Team, Plut, All Red, Preserve History, written by Pat Hill. Rather than haunt cemeteries, Steve Plutt comes to repair, to restore damaged headstones and lift the ones which have sunk partway into the ground. Trained in headstone repair, Plutt and his sidekick, Linda Allred, scout the cemetery once a week to look for and fix damaged headstones. I found this work so fascinating, said Allred, who is a member of the city's Historic Preservation Committee, while Plutt is a volunteer. Earlier this month, on a routine repair mission, they noticed that two headstones were badly damaged. One split into two pieces, the other moved a few feet away from the original location in the shade of a spruce tree. The tree is missing a piece of bark. Woodland Park Police Chief Chris Dessler stated in a press release that damage was caused when a driver lost control of a vehicle August 17. On the 21st, we received a call made by the responsible party, a local resident. The release said she called the incident in to her insurance company after the damage was discovered, believing that to be the proper course of action. We have verified this and have determined the insurance company and city have simply not been able to connect to begin reimbursement on, the be on behalf of the subject. This case is being reclassified as a traffic accident case and there are no pending criminal charges being sought against the driver at this time. One of the damaged headstones marked the graves of Anna Mae and Paul Hathaway, with words engraved by the family, with grateful hearts, Mom and Dad, Paul, Roger, Diane, and Lynn. Plutt contacted Nate Hathaway, grandson of the Hathaways, who visits the gravesite occasionally with his children. My grandparents lived on 32 acres adjacent to the property of Gordon Jackson, said Hathaway, speaking at the cemetery last week. I grew up there. Roger is Nate's late father. Diane and Lynn are his aunts. Paul Hathaway was a well-known artist, 
whose metal sculpture of a buffalo is the is on the grounds of the Fine Arts Center at Colorado College in Colorado Springs. My grandfather's sculptures are all around the world, Nate said. Paul designed the headstone with an image of one of his sculptures, of two figures folding hands. A pile of native rocks adjacent to the headstone have been there since Paul died. My grandfather collected rocks from our property on South 40 Road, said Nate, who lives in Colorado Springs. After his grandfather's death, September 1st, 2003, the family arranged the rocks at the gravesite. Allred and Plutt will use special epoxy to put the pieces back together. The second headstone, the one displaced by the vehicle, marked the graves of Nabel Middow and her daughter Edna Middow Michaels. Mabel was the janitor at the school in Woodland Park during the 1930s, said Plutt, who knows just about everything about people who made the place hum back in the day. Her daughter Edna was the telephone operator in town. Just over yonder from Meta's headstone is that of Tom Foster, who was Mabel's stepfather, Plutt said. According to the headstone, Foster lived from 1857 to 1931. Tom was the mayor of Woodland Park, Plutt said. Plutt has special tools to move the headstone to its original location. Before the interruption this month, the two had restored the gravesite of Diane and Norman, Norman, Diane and Norman Turner. This headstone had completely toppled off its base, Plutt said. The base was sunken and leaning. We raised and leveled it, then put the headstone back on with special monument headstone epoxy. The work presents a trip back in time for Allred and Plutt who experience weekly history lessons in granite. The next article is entitled Swiss Chalet Restaurant Under Contract, written by Pat Hill. The Swiss Chalet Restaurant and adjacent house are under contract as of July 27. We are working through inspections of both properties, said Kelly Case, broker with Keller Williams Clients Choice Realty, who, with Connie Sims and commercial broker Charlie Triplett, co-listed both properties on 2.21 acres in Woodland Park. They cannot be sold separately at this time. The buyers live in Colorado Springs, where they own several restaurants in the city. They are experienced, successful restaurateurs, Case said. We spent quite a bit of time cleaning and getting the places ready for inspection. According to Case, the listing price was $1.79 million, but had been reduced to $1.5 million when the properties went under contract. The restaurant, The Swiss, has a history in Woodland Park when the late Neil Levy and his wife Paula bought the properties in 1999. The Swiss was the place to see and be seen, 
After Levy's death, August 1, 2020, the Levy family sold the restaurant to Roberto and Elizabeth Calcagno. With great fanfare, Roberto Calcagno reopened the Swiss in April, only to close the restaurant in June. The closing of the latest sale is scheduled October 18. Our next article is entitled Spot Near Victor, named third best spot in U.S. for glamping, written by Doug Fitzgerald. One of the nation's top-ranked spots for glamping is located in our backyard. Popular camping resource, The Dirt, released the results of their annual Glampy Awards, which identifies the best spots for glamping around the country. This year, 105 West Ranch, near Victor, was ranked number three. Glamping is like camping, but offers extra convenience, comfort, and amenities. Dispersed and drive-up camp spots are tough to find, and luxury glamping is very expensive. 105 West Ranch owner Jeff Pop said, We sit right in between these and offer what we call self-service glamping. Pop says their sites are a step above traditional camping and a step below luxury full-service glamping. They provide the views, space, shelter, bed, and a few basic amenities. Guests bring their own bedding or sleeping bags to throw on the bed, water, food, clean, when they leave, and pack out their own trash. We want to give people a feeling of what Colorado used to be like, back when you could escape into the hills and not see other people for a few days, Pop said. We offer our guests the lowest population density camping experience in the Front Range. It's that lower density that makes the biggest difference. Public camping isn't what it used to be in Colorado, Pop said. Campsites are now overcrowded parking lots that you have to book a year in advance in a lot of cases. Even with backcountry dispersed camping, people are still on top of each other. Overcrowding in the outdoors is putting too much pressure on public lands. We feel that responsibly run private camping operations can offer some relief to the overcrowding in outdoor spaces. Pop and his wife, Rachel, purchased the property in 2019 with no intention of running a business, but with 101 acres on top of a mountain that featured unparalleled views, they couldn't just reserve it for themselves, friends and family. With all that space and incredible views, we decided to start a little side business and share it with others, said Jeff Pop. In spring of 2020, we set up our first site, a canvas cabin tent on top of a deck. We called it the 100-mile overlook because guests could see 100 miles out of the tent door over the valley below. The Pops were surprised when their first glamp site quickly booked out. Shortly thereafter, they opened two more self-service sites, a geodesic dome tent and a tiny house. Both of those consistently book out as well. 
At 10,000 feet, it's one of the highest glamping sites in the U.S. Massive aspen trees blanket the property. Pikes Peak towers above to the north. It features rolling sunny meadows and over three miles of private hiking trails. The property has some deep and unique history, according to Pop. The area was originally surveyed in 1881, and by the late 1800s, miners came through and dug prospector pits looking for gold. Many of these pits, and even some old tin cans from miners' camps, are still visible on the property today. Pop appreciates the history and the popularity that 105 West Ranch has gained. We're grateful that so many people have come to enjoy our property over the past few years. I still can't believe the national attention we've received," he said. We're honored and humbled that we were recently named the number three glamping destination in the U.S. The next article is entitled "Driver Caught at 139 Miles Per Hour." Near Colorado Springs, provides typical excuse. Officials say, written by Spencer McKee. An El Paso County Sheriff's Office deputy clocked a speeder traveling at 139 miles per hour on U.S. 24 east of Colorado Springs on August 15. The driver pulled over near Falcon, then provided the excuse of being late to work. According to the sheriff's office, most of the U.S. 24 in Colorado Springs area has a speed limit of 55 miles per hour. As a result of the alleged speeding, the driver faces a mandatory court appearance with a 32-point citation. This case of speeding comes days after a motorcyclist was caught traveling 120 miles per hour in Denver metro area. And had to be chased down by helicopter. The next article is entitled "Fire and Hail Escalate Rates on Homeowners Insurance in Teller County," written by Pat Hill. When Carl Anderson opened his homeowners insurance bill the day before Christmas, the increase was not even close to being a gift. My insurance went from five thousand four hundred dollars. To almost thirteen thousand dollars a year, Anderson said. Asked for a, an explanation, Anderson's agent said the increase was due in part to the payouts by insurance companies after the Marshall Fire in December 2021. The fire in Boulder County destroyed more than 1,000 homes and commercial properties. Insurance companies are comparing us to other parts of the state. Versus how we're doing here personally, Anderson said. Anderson lives in a rural area in Divide, where the local fire department achieved a rating of four by the Insurance Service Center, a national agency that determines risk factors of local fire departments. IOS ratings are on a scale of one to ten, with one being the best. That's pretty good for a volunteer agency, said. T.J. McLeod, the department's first-paid chief. The caveat is that if you live beyond five miles from the station, your rating is higher.
Anderson lives beyond that critical five miles. The IOS grades everything from training to the number of people on call at the station, the location, and water supply. The issue we run into with people being denied insurance or getting the policy canceled is that we don't have a control factor, McLeod said. Sometimes we get the impression that insurance companies are concerned but don't have the right knowledge base to be concerned. Anderson thinks the IOS rating is outdated. This frustrates me because in the last couple of years, our local fire departments have done a great job of putting out fires, home fires, forest fires, he said. On the other hand, State Farm does not use IOS ratings, but the company considers risk factors on a case-by-case basis, said Erica Szymanski, agent with the State Farm and president of Szymanski Insurance Agency in Woodland Park. With 10 years of losses in Colorado, some insurance companies have had enough. People think insurance companies make gobs of money. They don't, said Tommy Feist, broker agent with Farmers Insurance in Woodland Park. With homeowners policies, some of these companies lose tens of millions of dollars every year. With a frequency of wildfires and severity of hailstorms, such as the one in Cripple Creek in July, companies are on the hook. It used to be hailstorms would hit out on the eastern plains and might affect five houses, but now they're sitting in the middle of the Broadmoor area in downtown Denver, and you end up with 20,000 claims, Feist said. No doubt about it, it's expensive to live in the mountains. I can quote a home in the springs, and the bill would be $1,500 a year. Take that same home and put it in Woodland Park, it's probably about $3,500, he said. Put that same home in Florissant, and it's probably $7,000 for homeowners insurance. It's unreal how expensive Colorado has gotten. Anderson, who owns several businesses in Woodland Park, agrees. Insurance is driving some people out, young people, retirees, because they just can't afford to live here, he said. It's not just the homeowner's insurance, but the property taxes, inflation, everything has gotten so expensive. And there's no refuge for manufactured mobile homes. I can't even write a policy anymore. No carriers want to carry them, especially up here, Feist said. If you're in a mobile home in the springs, no problem. Up here, companies won't touch them anymore. Homeowners who have paid off the mortgage are not mandated to have homeowners insurance. The day of the Waldo Canyon fire, June 23, 2012, I bet I had 50 phone calls that day from people wanting to buy homeowners insurance, people with $600,000 homes who had zero insurance, he said. I mean, my phone was ringing off the hook. Despite the hurricanes and fires in other states, Farmers only establishes rates using data from Colorado. When a catastrophe hits in Colorado, 
it just affects Colorado customers because we're not using customers from all over the country. So we might have a bigger rate increase for Colorado, Feist said. The Marshall Fire is the most expensive in history. One of, sorry, of the 1,000 homes that were hit, 300 were farmers' customers. Szymanski looks on the bright side of rising rates. Nobody wants their premiums to increase, but nobody wants to be insured by a company that can't afford to pay the claims it has promised to pay, she said. So this is a delicate dance that all insurance companies conduct. For Anderson, he made the only deal available to increase the deductible from $5,000 to $43,000 a year. The higher deductible brought the annual insurance cost down to $8,900 a year, he said. Anderson's proposed solutions include more fire mitigation by rural homeowners, along with more paid fire departments. It's going to be an expensive solution no matter what, he said. With more than 50% of the public land in Teller County, Anderson questions why the federal government can't do more mitigation in the forests. Mitigation counts. Before we insure a property, we conduct an inspection survey for eligibility, including the conditions like the roof health, mitigation around the structures, access to and from the location for emergency services, Szymanski said. This determines if the property is eligible for insurance with State Farm, but it does not affect the rates. The inspection affects the home's approval process. It's like a pass-fail test, Szymanski said. If you fail, we may give you a chance to correct the errors and retest, like a very generous professional professor in school. John Schaub, who owns a home in Arabian Acres in Florissant, was denied a homeowner's insurance by four companies. On a tip, he found out about HomeSite, the online insurance company based in Boston, Massachusetts. Schaub said he talked to a person on the phone and was able to insure his home in Arabian Acres. To date, Anderson has talked to Colorado representatives in Teller County and Teller County commissioners. I want to make sure everybody is aware of it and that the issue needs to be addressed, he said. Commissioner Dan Williams is on it. The issue of the rising cost of fire insurance for residents in rural areas in Colorado is being raised to the highest levels in both the Colorado legislature as well as nationally, Williams said. This is a problem in all 47 rural counties in Colorado and other areas throughout the nation in areas that are prone to forest fires. Williams recently testified before the Bipartisan Fire Matters Board at the state capitol. Teller County received accolades for all the outstanding work we are doing from improved communications, early use of aviation, and support of various fire mitigation grants to try and combat forest fires early and before they occur, he said. One of the issues I raised 
was the cancellations for existing residents of fire insurance as part of a homeowner's policy and inability of new residents to obtain insurance. Insurance is the law of large numbers. While you didn't have a claim, there were others who were going to spread out rates to account for losses, said Feist, the farmer's agent. Fair access to insurance requirement. Communities like Woodland Park have been facing a risk of wildfire, with some companies refusing to insure their homes, said Julie McCluskey, speaker of the Colorado House of Representatives and former resident of Woodland Park. Last year, the Colorado legislature passed the Fair Access to Insurance Requirement, a nonprofit organization. We are creating a homeowner's safety net, insurance of last resort, said McCluskey, a Democrat who represents District 13, Chafee, Grand, Jackson, Lake, Park, and Summit counties. Governed by a nine-member board of insurers, agents, consumers, and homeowners, the members are charged with creating plans for the organization. Thanks for joining us for the Pikes Peak Courier. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.